This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, you may have seen the news that Airbnb was going to be canceling all reservations in the Washington, D.C. area for next week and the inauguration due to the concerns of more riots after last week. The vacation rental site was also going to reimburse renting properties for the money they have lost through these cancellations. We take a look at making this call and its impact on Airbnb with Wharton Management Professor Mike Useem, who is also director of the Center for Leadership and Change Management. You also hear him as uh, one of the hosts of Leadership in Action every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time here on Sirius XM 132 with replays throughout the week. Mike, great to talk to you. Happy New Year to you, sir. Uh, Thank you, Dan. Good to talk with you as always. Thank you. Uh, This is obviously in part a reaction to what we saw uh, at Capitol Hill last week, Uh, but it is a it's an interesting move by Airbnb to make. Obviously, the the request by the government officials to make this move uh, really came forward and, and they decided to go ahead and make it. Give us your reaction. Yeah, I think I can't overstate how important this is. After all, this is nine days that shook the country going back to the 6th and all the events on Capitol Hill. And in shaking the country, it's become kind of almost a watershed, a sea change in how companies are thinking about their responsibilities. And thus, we have seen, as you mentioned, Airbnb take this very dramatic step. It's going to cost the company a lot of money, but it's certainly consistent with an underlying principle that companies do need to step forward, and that's been hap- that's what has been happening the last nine days, to make a difference where they can make a difference. So Twitter has removed the president from um, its feed. Uh, Delta now prohibits carrying firearms on flights into Washington. Airbnb has canceled reservations. And, Dan, what's really significant here is this kind of, these kinds of actions weren't commonly seen at all. Right. But now they have become widespread in the wake of the events of January 6th. So it's a watershed. Is it? You mentioned it being a watershed, but do you believe it is something that will, from a corporate perspective, continue on and become more of the norm of the process? Because you just said, in many cases, a lot of these types of companies would kind of take a hands-off approach. Yeah, that's the uh, convention is stay out of politics, Uh, sometimes even don't talk to reporters, don't come on radio shows. But, you know, that's uh, that's sort of a stripe of the past in in the upper levels of big companies. Uh, They have moved towards becoming more involved. And by the way, employees expect that now. And thus, I think one reason that we won't go back to business as it had been before January 6th is that employees in particular, but also people who buy products, are saying companies can no longer be on the sidelines. they got to get involved, and they need to get involved not just in, in redirecting their corporate uh, political action contributions, but in taking steps that directly involve their products, whether it's a rental for A, B, and B, yeah. uh, or uh, in the case of Twitter, you know, who's, who's allowed on and who's not allowed and so I think this is a one of those irreversible <laughs> moments of a sea change. So I think that life is going to be different for business corporate America after the events of January 6th. Well, not only is Airbnb, you know, canceling reservations for this week, but they have already stated that they're going to be banning some individuals that were involved 
in these actions in Washington, D.C. from using their platform. And here's a benefit of, to a degree, the big data era that we are in is that it's probably a, a little bit easier now for Airbnb to take that type of action now than maybe if, say, they were thinking about doing it 20 to 30 years ago. Yes, uh, totally. And that's because, again, there's just been a change in, in public thinking, not to mention corporate thinking, about what is the obligation or responsibility of companies. And by interesting parallel, uh, flight attendants, some 50,000 that belong to the main association, have been pushing their own airlines and the federal regulators to create no-fly lists for people who were involved in the events of January 6th or those that threaten uh, passengers or flight attendants on board. So you can see a, um, a kind of a quiet but um, strong movement um, among employees at, at Twitter, at Facebook, at Google, now flight attendants at airlines, to have their employer or the regulators as well take steps to cut back on, on or to kind of to do what they can do to make a difference to reduce violence in America and ensure that our democracy prevails. You know, in times in the past, I, I think companies were concerned at times of taking these actions because they were worried about it hurting their bottom line. But as you mentioned, with the expectation of employees and, and to a degree, the expectations of companies' consumers, this is a this is a higher level of responsibility that companies are being asked to undertake right now. It is. And Dan, it really brings out the classic, um, almost paradox of meaning to think long term, but having to produce short term results for owners and investors. Short term, these steps like the Airbnb step is going to cost the company a lot of money. That said, if violence becomes more widespread, the principles of democracy are undermined. Uh, companies longer term are going to be affected like us all in ways we unequivocally want to avoid. So I think what we're seeing here is also more long-term, call it strategic thinking, by people uh, like Brian Chesky, who runs Airbnb, to ensure that the company short-term is going to take, uh, not ensure it, but to appreciate that the company is going to take a short-term hit. But ultimately, this is in the interest of everybody, including the bottom line at big companies. Well, and, and it also goes to the values that, uh, you know, many of us hold true here in the United States in general, and the fact that a lot of people would expect those values to be played out as well uh, in our in our corporations also. Yeah, it's another feature of what companies, I think, have evolved to in recent years, which to, is to manage their brand, their reputation. And as public opinion has turned decisively against the events uh, caused on Capitol Hill back on January 6th, I think companies like us all wisely see that we've got to pull everybody back from that void and not to do so at a moment of national crisis as we've managed to get ourselves into is to be seen by employees, by boards of directors, and certainly customers as inappropriate at the moment. So I think in that sense, companies are going with the flow of lots of public opinion. That's true. Ultimately, I think it's a long-term look at the future of the country they operate in, and right. they want to ensure that they're here for the next um, many decades. And thus, uh, we need more protection of democratic values, more protection against violent outbursts. And I think the people on boards and in the C-suites are 
unequivocally coming to the view that they've got to step forward now. That's that's an interesting component I, I wanted to touch on anyway. I'll let you do it right now. It is the role in maybe some of these decisions that the board of directors is playing? You know, I know indirectly that uh, many boards have raised the question with their executives, like, what are we doing uh, to ensure that democratic values are preserved, that violence is avoided? And I think that um, it's these days a partnership between boards and top executives. It's not a, a hierarchy, strictly speaking, where the board just simply tells executives what to do. But that said, executives are consulting with their boards. Boards are offering up their opinions. And from my limited contact with several directors, uh, they have said unequivocally it's a topic in the boardroom now for active discussion. You mentioned before about uh, the the PAC money that is obviously very important on on Capitol Hill, and and it's very important for a lot of these companies to to be able to donate to various campaigns. With the fact that a, a lot of companies in, in the last week decided that they were going to pull back money, even though it may be a very small amount, and and it may to a degree be ceremonial, I think it's going to be important now to watch how some of these companies move forward with some of these ideas. Because we know how important it is. We know that they're looking to gain a level of influence. and But but they also have to hold themselves to higher standards when you're talking about some of these democratic values. Absolutely. And, Dan, that, that world is pursuing two different paths. It's really interesting, the, the divergence in how some companies are thinking about it. Some firms have said, we're just going to stop giving uh, to uh, politicians through their political action committees. Um, they they want to pull back from um, the political fray in that sense, yeah. while still maybe, like Airbnb, becoming more involved in direct ways with uh, helping to shape public opinion. But the other avenue, which is really interesting, some companies have decided at the top of that list are companies like AT&T and Walmart and Amazon. You've read about this. Yeah. who have said that they are not going to allow their PACs to give money to those who objected to the confirmation of the Electoral College outcome. Yep. And so in that sense, there, there's, there's a skew. There's a direct engagement in not just um, public policy or pulling back from public engagement. In this case, there's a direct engagement uh, in pulling back from those who have threatened democratic values. That's new. That hasn't been done before. Mike, as always, great to talk with you. Thanks very much for your insight. And uh, we will touch again, touch base again in the near future. All right, Dan. Great to be in touch. Thanks. Mike, you seem a great uh, asset that we have here on this show. Wharton Management Professors, uh, Director of the Center for Leadership and Change Management, as we mentioned, Leadership in Action, uh, one of the hosts of that show every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time replays throughout the course of the week. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.